estás atrapado en el tráfico. Pero luego hay una recompensa para ti. Una modelo, la marca de los luchadores. Mantienes la calma a pesar de las bocinas, las largas filas y los gritos. ¡Muévete! Así que al llegar a casa, sírvete esta dorada y refrescante lager. Porque tú sabes que tu paciencia vale oro. Tú eres un luchador y esta es tu recompensa. Modelo, la marca de los luchadores. Todo con medida importada por Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. If you're updating your closet for summer, you need dependable clothes that you can wear anywhere, whatever you're doing. And for that, you can look to American Giant. American Giant makes clothing of exceptional quality for people who want something more than the status quo offers. Whether you need to re-up on reliable everyday t-shirts, pick up a solid pair of shorts, or invest in a pair of durable jeans, American Giant is a better choice. They make everything right here in the USA from start to finish. So when you buy from American Giant, you become part of creating jobs and improving local communities in towns and cities all across the country. And keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Shop your new summertime closet staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com with promo code WA23. This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at LiveFeather.com. Welcome to another edition of Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We have got the self-proclaimed football manager boost, Luke Thompson. Hi guys. Uh, Shoot Magazine blogger and Fancast blogger, of course, uh, Ben Husband. All right. And we've got the the man who loves nothing more than a good notepad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Richard, uh, and who's also a Fancast blogger, Richard Hobbs. Good evening, everyone. Uh, well, what a great two weeks it's been for a Wolves fan. After four games in the Championship, nine points out of a possible 12 and fourth in the Championship. Yeah, I know it's early days, but we're in the top six. That's all we wanted. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the games uh, against Cardiff and re- preview the game against Blackburn. But let's go into news firstly. And Wolves have today signed uh, Graham Savile uh, from Chelsea. Graham, Graham Savile, who's that? George, why have I got Graham there? Are you thinking of Danny Graham and getting him? I'm like doing Tom Ross Tom today. Jack Savile. <laughs> Jack Savile. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, George George Savile. George Savile from Chelsea on a three year deal for an undisclosed fee, thought to be around a million pounds. Uh, initial thoughts, gentlemen. Uh, George Savile. Good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's really good signing. I've seen him play. I think I've only seen him play two or three times when I watched Brentford on the telly. And he looked decent. He looked like one of their standout players. Um, Brentford fans thought a lot of him. Seems like Chelsea fans thought a bit of him, the ones who sort of follow the youth. Um, again, one for the future. It's young, hungry. Yeah. So I don't know much about him, Johnny. He was. I remember when we played them, I thought if we could pick up either Forshaw or Savile, then it would have been good business. And with Forshaw going to Wigan, well, I don't know if it's gone through, but I know it was close. Mm-hmm. Then Savile, is, I think it's a great signing. Yeah, I definitely think Forshaw and Savile were the beating heart of that team. For well, me. it's what uh, McDonald said as well when they asked him who was the best player yeah, they came said, up against. He said, said uh, those two yeah, yeah, Savile and um, Forshaw. And he's, he's an FA Youth Cup winner. He is. Yeah. yeah. And you can just try and outdo yourself with stats tonight. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so Luke's sort of the more all in. So who can Scored, have the best? Uh, he is 183 centimetres <laughs> tall. But, uh, I think he scored well, four, six foot. He scored four footy last year. Yeah, yeah. that's all. Right. It's left footed. Right, I see oh, you're 183 centimetres. And I'll raise you with a date of birth of the 1st of June, <laughs> 1993. Right, uh, if you've listened to this podcast many times, the only way we can rate a brand new yeah. player is through the power 
and the magic of football manager stats. So I, I'm going to pass over to uh, our good Luke Thompson here to go over George Savile's football manager stats. Luke, can you give us um, the top three um, highest numbered stats that he's got? Yes, I can. Um, but I'd say thank you to Dave as a party who got the stats for us today. Good pronunciation there. Luke's lodding with the (laughs) applause there. So, the highest stats are uh, stamina, where he's got 14. Okay, not bad. Aggression, where he's got a 14. And then bravery, where he's got 13. So he's going to be running around loads and kicking people. Yeah, (laughs) for a long time. What about sort of, you know, the physical one? Physical, physical attributes. No, he no. Looks, um, judging by this, you know, he's quite agile. Mm. Um, fair bit of pace. Because I'm sort of what I had, a, you know, from what I've sort of seen at Brentford highlights, and I sort of had a look online, found some uh, YouTube clips of him, and he seems really well balanced. Because I mean, he's both. I mean, he's predominantly left-footed, but he's just as good on his right for me, from what I've seen. Admittedly, for. Chelsea youth, so he's playing under 18s, and I think mm. you know, a bit probably. I've seen a quote of him at the start of the summer when he thought yeah. that he might be going back to Brentford, and the thing that he highlighted was the fact that they played good football, which meant that suited him perfectly. Yeah, so I think we'll see him as more of a McDonald midfielder than a Henry midfielder, yeah. anyway. Do you, you know, think, to where do you think he'll sort of? I think he'll replace in. Evans, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, could he be a replacement for McDonald if and Hopefully, in God, that never, this never happens. Something happens to McDonald and gets injured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they seem sort of quite similar builds. Yeah. And... I mean, admittedly, I haven't seen him play loads, but from what I've seen, he definitely seems like competition for Evans rather than for Edwards and Jacobs. That would be what. Yeah. I mean. So he's got, to, he's got to sit more than push. Yeah. Yeah. What are his weaknesses? Where does he need to improve on? Well, he definitely needs to improve on his flair. That's only a two. Two. So, Gosh, I've seen some of his goals. It deserves at yeah, least a three. <laughs> uh, he can't throw. His free kicks aren't very good. <laughs> Neither are his penos. Um, it's a good thing we're at the Capital One Cup then. Yeah, and I mean, everything else looks pretty run of the mill for a 20 year old on football manager. So. Gets classed as a centre mid slash defensive mid, doesn't he? Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, so, you know, I think he'll... I mean, there's got to be some competition for that position now, next to McDonald's. You've got Rowe as well. You've got Rowe, Price, to... Evans, Saville. I mean, I, I it's think... only a guess. I, he might he might see him as a more attacking option, yeah. and, but it's just the fact that Brentford did score quite a lot of goals and he only chipped in with four, which gives me the impression that he's not the sort of player that's going to be scoring loads. Yeah. Do you think yeah. Evans could not push up a bit further? I think Evans is better. Pushed in, up. Yeah, I think he's probably better as the attacking one for me. I do think um, I do think he tends to get lost a little bit. And that number 10 role, there's a lot more space. And his game is suited better to being, to bringing the ball off McDonald and driving forward rather mm. than ball back to goal. Mm. I think that actually suits Edwards' game much better than it does Evans. Now, after the uh, Savile transfer, of course, Wolves are still after a striker with Wolves. Wolves with uh, Woods and Clayton. Uh, going out of the grubs. Yeah. Can't talk today. Uh, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> deep breaths. Unique New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, after the uh, Savile transfer, Wolves are still after a striker. Um, and that was more evident on the, the game against Cardiff on Saturday, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, Wood and Clayton, two players we've been trying to go for, of both. Slipped through the net. Another one that was linked to recently was Danny Graham in a £1 million move from Sunderland. But apparently uh, Tim Nash has tweeted uh, this evening that he's been told Sunderland striker Danny Graham will not be going to Wolves. Not sure there was any interest given his wages. Is that a big loss at all? And I'm not talking about the fact that we've already lost two other strikers. Just Danny Graham in general. Uh, no. I'm, Three it, years ago, yes. But his career has fell off a cliff since, yeah, since you, but, he left Swansea. Saying that, he did have a decent return for Middlesbrough last season. He got six, 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 and, eight, and, eight, he got six and eighteen for Hull. He played half a season for. He got one in eighteen. Um, then he moved to Sunderland halfway through the uh, two thousand and twelve thirteen season. 
and he got no goals in 12 games. Probably, I don't know sort of how many of them are stopped, but... He never, he never, he never settled in at Sunderland because yeah. he was a Newcastle fan. Yeah. They, boo, they used to boo him when he came on anyway, so I don't think he was particularly <laughs> happy. Say, they literally booed him on his debut. Yeah. One in three second half of last season for Middlesbrough. It's not a bad return. and I mean, obviously, as we said, he's kind of gone a bit by the wayside since... He's rumoured to be on £40,000 mm. a week and... He wouldn't be a first, I don't think he'd be a, he's not mobile enough you, to be a first choice striker. Do you not think Sunderland would have wanted more than a million pounds? They paid about four or five million for him. I think they just, if they, he's on 40 they, grand yeah, a week, they, they just want him out of the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cut the losses, don't they? Know. I mean, there's there's other targets out there. It all depends which Danny Graham turned up at Wolves. Are you going to get that Danny Graham who he's going to get you a goal every two or three games? Mm. Or are you going to get that Danny Graham who doesn't score for 18, 20 games? I think it's too much of a gamble for what we need. Because we need somebody who is going to get us 20, 25, 30 goals a season. I'm disappointed we missed out on Amiobi, but I think we'll just Thank have you. to get back to the Thank drawing. You. He's gone to the Turkish second division, so yeah. we've clearly seen, uh, <laughs> clearly seen this move elsewhere. That's the most disappointing moment of the summer, I think. It's, we, we, we just need a striker. Yeah. And I, it, we can't let really it get to the stage where we're that desperate for a striker, we end up signing. But then again, I was just about to say we end up signing Carlton <laughs> Cole. But. I don't know. He's, I don't, he's got linked to the championship. He's on, I bet he's on loads. Yeah. Yeah. Allardyce started him on. It's one of them, isn't he? I keep forgetting he, that he used to play for. He used to play, he scored one goal. He used to play for England, mate. I just think it's a, it is it is a, a signing that doesn't keep with the rest of the squad anyway. Yeah. Colton Cole, it just seems a really out of place sign. I don't think we'd go for a price. I think the player we do, do need... I think Bamford's then. I do yeah. think Bamford's their number one target. Yeah. We're not going to get him. And he still hasn't... Of Tuesday night, still yeah. hasn't confirmed a move to Middlesbrough yet. Because the reason people think he'll go Middlesbrough is Karanka. Mm-hmm. And the same thing could have been said about Savile, and he has chose Wolves instead. I mean, do you think we could now use Savile as a bargaining tool towards the Bamford deal? Possibly. You know, they've yeah. obviously or, played together yeah. at yeah. under 21 level. Sort of Chelsea have said, right, Wolves, you can have one, and Borough, you can have the other. And sort of dead. just pick. It which could one. have been. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like when Naughty Scorkin right. and Chelsea's had right. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Middlesbrough, you just have, you have Bamford, Wolves have Savile, and I don't know right. if I'm going to get tonight. Both names on a bit of paper and put them in my hand. Now, Wolves, <laughs> you get first pick. You never know. But, uh, I mean, I love, I, I love it if we got Bamford really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Such proper Ke- Kevin Keegan, I would love it. One of those, I'd love it. We have to yeah. do a fan cast special if we get him. Just. <laughs> And yeah. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going outside the ground yeah. Yeah. Sports sports news. I'm yeah. one of them gorms behind the reporter <laughs> he's on a three month loan <laughs> as he drives in Bamford I love you <laughs> <laughs> um, and another uh, Wolves player who has been linked for the exit um, is of course Bakary Sacco in mm. for some reason an 11 and a half, 11 and a half <laughs> yeah. million pound move to uh, Leicester he's not going he might not be going but if let's say this rumour is true take it Take would you take that money? Because I would take eleven and a half million. Yeah. Yeah. He's on take it well, the thing is, he's on the final year of his contract, so we either need to sign him up so we can get, you know, so he's actually under well contract with us, mm. or we're going to risk losing him on a free at the end yeah. of uh, the season. I'd be surprised if uh, there was eleven million floating <laughs> about and Moxie hadn't already taken it. If I was him. I'd want a season, at, another season at the top of the championship, and then because it tends to happen if you sign a player on a free. The wages tend to be higher because mm. they don't have to pay. Mm. Certainly, so it'd work out better for him personally to, to to go on a free. But he'd rather have a season at the top of the championship than at the bottom of the Premiership, I think. Now we're not going to do another podcast now until after the transfer window closes, and I know Wolves can still bring on a, a player on a loan. I'm right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are Wolves going to buy anyone permanently or bring anyone in before Monday when the window closes? Yes or no? It'd be great if there was a shock because. Because Wolves don't do business late on, do they? I mean, deadline day is so boring for Wolves, but it'd be amazing if this season, deadline day, we're all watching Sky Sports News and it's like, we're off to the Molyneux, Foley's gone, (laughs) Awara's gone, Johnson's gone, they're all just leaving, and then we just spend two and a half million on just somebody brilliant. I'll tell you who I'd love it. Okay, Kevin Keegan again. I'd love it if we brought in, just for the look on your face, Jordan Rhodes. Oh, <laughs> absolutely love it. No, but going back to what I said a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago about Jordan Rhodes, you can't use that same tagline again. He's now proved himself, <laughs> so we can join a club like Wolves now. Yeah, 
now he's proved himself in the championship. Yeah. And now he's worth, apparently worth 15 million pounds. I know. But the thing is, he's worth, worth gone mad. He's worth, worth well, nearly the same as Balotelli. It's nuts. But it's, you can't compare it's transfers like that because it all comes down to wages as well and length of contract. And it doesn't matter. It does. You can't compare players like that. You can, it's impossible to compare players like that. So, yes. The market's think, just well, eating itself. That's what's happening. Yeah. It's, it's gone crazy. So, you're free, yes. You're going to bring someone else in, do you think, before next Monday? Yes. Yes. Richard. Yeah, I think we will. I reckon Moxie's got a couple. Ace of his sleeve. Yeah. We can't keep saying um, we all want striking. Is there any other positions? Right. <sighs> Maybe another centre back. I, cause I, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit I think we're quite light on centre backs. Yeah. If you take out Steers and Bath, doesn't he got Ricketts who can play? No, no, it's sort of, we're just using Ricketts as our one back. You've seen that. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Iorfa. Quality, yeah, absolute quality. Is he ready for a championship? Or does he sort of need a season? Well, now? I mean, I've only seen a half-hour training <laughs> session <laughs> yeah. from what I've seen. What can you tell us about? He was, he was the best player on the pitch. Well, actually, now tell a lie, because Sacco and um, VLP just tore it up. Saudi McDonald actually, but then Dominic Iorfa, I couldn't believe how good he was. Yeah. It was it was ridiculously good. Landau, I don't think Ebanks Landau's good enough. To he's be a, a beast. He's. I don't think he's good enough You're to right, be a backup yeah, though. We'd need someone else. But I don't think. But Ricketts can play. I, yeah, I don't think we're far away from. I don't think there's too much that we need to do to be mm. a contender in what the division. What about another CIM? Well, I, I know might you've got possibly brought in George Savile. Yeah, think, I mean, I think he might, if he's playing him there, then you don't need him. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm right. Richard, centre back is. Amazing. I'm a little worried. I mean, yeah. I know about someone who's he's now played fifty consecutive. Um, league game for so he's not someone who sort of pulls up injured mm. but you know you are only sort of you know one one heavy touch away from a, yeah, a, from bad, a bad injury, injury yeah so. and I, I'd be a bit worried to be honest if um, we were without someone like Spatter but then you, you have got Ricketts who can play there you have yeah and that's adequate cover I suppose feel. everyone would just shuffle up as well because Ricketts if Ricketts moved into centre back he'd probably Promote Foley back onto the bench. Yeah, you got yeah. Foley yeah. the other day. I mean, he yeah. was an experienced yeah. Championship player, after all. Um, so after out of all the transfer uh, news, and uh, Kevin McDonald has got his deserved uh, yeah. Scotland call up. Yeah. He's in the squad to play a Germany in their Euro 2016 qualifier. Well, get... hit him. Yeah. <laughs> Them Germans will not know what's hit him. Um, deserved, isn't it? Really for yeah. McDonald. Yeah. yeah, I mean, can you think of any better Scottish midfielders at the moment? Colin Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Not off the top of my head. Honestly, can't. Who, who plays there? Dorans and Fletcher. Yeah. Better than both of them. He's easily better than Fletcher and Dorans, I'd say. Mm. He's much better than the Championship. He could comfortably be playing in the yeah. Premier League. So, and Scotland can't afford to not be playing Championship players, let alone Premier yeah. League I, Honestly, players. I was sort of surprised he wasn't getting called up towards the end of last season. Because, yeah. I mean, he was... Oh, they played James Morrison as well, don't they? What the singer? <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst joke of the show, ladies. <laughs> uh, right, uh, moving away from uh, transfer news, Luke. On Twitter the other day, you talked about the North Bank, uh-huh. about how you think it needs its own identity. Is that right, or am I just yeah, making I mean, it words? No, no, it, it needs something. I mean, <clears throat> you go to the game now, and all you get is noise from the South Bank, which admittedly is. Superb noise, but do you not feel that the morning you would feel a lot more intimidating for away teams and a lot more homely for home teams if both ends of the ground was generating as much noise? Mm. You know, I think if you if you look at stadiums across the world where more than one but stand is generating the noise like that, for for a good example is the cop is loud well it's loud compared to the other three the other three stands are, are very quiet mm. and it is the way that stadiums go because people that like to make a lot of noise gravitate to one stand and at Wolves that just happened to be in that stand and I think that the North Bank's too big and too separated to be able to make that because if you think there's someone on the top row of the top tier and someone on the bottom row of the bottom tier there's a big gap mm. in the South Bank there's only 20, 20 rows, whatever, 30 rows. Yeah, which you, you could say it's too big, but then... 
is there enough fans that want to make a lot of noise yeah. that would fill both stands? Do people want to have that view without yeah. the noise, yeah. as it were? Um, just a couple of comments on Twitter. Uh, uh, Adam Thompson saying, you have to uh, remember it's a new stand. Groups have to be formed and a lot of fans left for other stands. And you can't artificially create a section. Uh, you have to let them. You have to let them naturally, much like the lads in S1. Uh, and Michael Petaligro uh, says the North Bank hasn't got an identity yet. I think if it had its own songs um, to the North Bank, it would be noisy. Well, I remember when I used to go to the Monument when I was younger, before the North Bank was developed. The North Bank did actually make noise, and especially mm. cup games. Oh. The noise that was generated from the Monument because the North Bank was going at it and the South Bank was going at it. You know, let's try and sound too cliche. It would make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. But no, you don't get it, and it's just one tier stands do. I've always thought one tier stands work better, work better Mm. as a main home end. But you could, you know, you could have the top tier of the of the North Bank, which which made noise. But it just seems like the whole. I think if that was to happen, the best way to do that would be to have away fans in that bottom tier because yeah. that's how you get noise mm-hmm. above it when there's people below it yeah. but then they've got an end then so you couldn't do that so but then um, if you put it's difficult the away fans in the north bank would that affect the yeah. atmosphere in the, the south, south bank yeah, yeah I think it would but that's that, yeah, I think that's why the south bank's so loud even though you're the same distance you always, I've always thought that you feel closer and you sat in that stand but as well you know the north bank did used to make noise so it's just like well where have those people gone mm. or if they just got older they just can't be asked to sing no more but I think there's enough yeah. enough passionate fans out there, and I think to be fair, I think there is enough people in the North Bank who would mm. like to generate an atmosphere, mm. but they feel that they can't. There is, there just sort of seem to be a culture. Because I mean, I sit in the South Bank, and sort of the culture is: if you want to stand behind the goal, that's great. But if you want to stand up and chant throughout the game, you go South Bank. If you want to sit down and enjoy the game from behind a goal, you go North Bank. Mm. I mean. I think it would be good, actually. You know, it'd be great if all four sides of the stadium, everyone was chanting and creating, you know, an atmosphere, you know, hostile or however you yeah. want to describe it. But you say, I think, you know, some people do go to watch football games for, you know, different reasons and support the team in different ways. Yeah, um, and, you know, I'm not saying... I mean, as, you, you, know, you, you, you There's a right or wrong way to enjoy the game. I just feel you just don't that there's enough, there's that, enough people know. who are in the North Bank mm. who would like to create the atmosphere. But but then maybe, like like Adam says, you can't... You know, it, it, it needs to yeah. be formed. So people need to realise, oh, OK, you go in N2 or whatever, and that's where... The singers got the sing. Mm. Well, then the singers like it's a choir, yeah. but you know what yeah. I mean. That's where the atmosphere. The yeah. people who want the atmosphere. Because, yeah. Doesn't that? Yeah, because that almost leaves an area where it's frowned upon or not acceptable for you to chant and sing, which would make me feel kind of awkward. Mm. I'm sort of in that. Mm. So it's a, it is a difficult one. Sometimes it's just one game that that it takes to just spark an atmosphere. Mm. That's, we need a good cup game. Yeah, yeah. Against Premier League opposition. You know, like when we played Newcastle, it was three-two end-to-end. Yeah. You, we need a game like that, and then the people in the, the North Bank will come out of the shell. And I mean, because it's not even—I know some people hated it, but there's not even that. Like you know, when they used to sing to each other, yeah, that doesn't yeah. even happen now, now because the North Bank would always jump back, wouldn't they? Yeah, and, but that yeah. doesn't even happen anymore nah, now. Nothing. Um, you know, I suppose the North Bank has got a bit of a corporate feel to it now, but you could have the bottom tier corporate in the, the upper yeah. tier like they like you know like the north bank version of the south bank in the upper tier and i don't know i just know. i just think what do you good. why don't you let us know your thoughts on um if you know you, the north bank should generate more noise at wwft fancast and walls football fancast show on facebook uh saturday the game against blackburn it's going to be 125 years of mulling you 125 years just, just. I'll, I'll keep repeating that number if you want. <laughs> yeah. You're for more for a reaction. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes, David. Yeah, it's been years. We need John on here for for that section, don't yeah. we? Yeah. So he went to the first game. <laughs> Anyone got a favourite mo- money moment at all? Just off the top of the heads, um, winning a football match yet? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah. So, Any promotion? Um, so when I was a mascot, um, we, season we went at Viva playoffs and we beat. Not Forest two one, yeah, I say that, but that's just a personal one. I feel old. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just think I felt last week when I saw John who was the same age as my dad. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's happening. 
I remember I had a birthday treat and I got to meet the players before the game and they all signed like this um, I think it was a 94-95 season and the season review book all yeah. the players signed it and it was Mark McGee's no we played Leicester I don't think it was his first game in charge but it was obviously the first time he'd Leicester had yeah, he'd yeah. come across Leicester again and they all had the, the Judas signs in the bottom of the John Island as it was my my favourite moment would be when we beat, got beat by Southampton six 0 and uh, we got a standing ovation at the end of the game, and it was just it was one of them moments. That and was quite surreal. And when we got relegated, two quite depressing moments actually. <laughs> but the, the second one was when we got relegated against Man City in the Premier League, and everyone was and it was still ridiculously loud, and the final whistle went, and the whole of the Man City fans turned and clapped, mm. and that was that, that still I find that amazing now. Watching it on YouTube all the time. Staying up um, versus Blackburn as well. Yeah, yeah. That mm. was that was it. And Cup nights, Sheffield Wednesday. So Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, Crystal yeah, Palace. Definitely. I'm even now the spanked us. Mm. <coughs> but those goals three from when we beat Sheffield Wednesday in the club. God, I think I was three. You were three. I think I was eight. I think. But yeah, Kevin Pressman's penalty. Oh, <laughs> 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 off, but yeah, I mean, there's been some some cracking times uh, and it's it's a great stadium I mean part of me thinks you look at the North Bank and whilst it looks impressive just wish we'd have left it as it was yeah a part of me does because mm. I just always thought the Molyneux was really I mean it is still unique but I don't know I just like the look of it it's got such a unique name as well compared to like the Emirates or the yeah, Macron you know, yeah. it is like a different it has, name you, yeah. you'll get you'll get people who never seen Molyneux before who still ask you how to spell it my, yeah, difference. my my mum bless her. Mum's getting a shout out now. She's going to be loving this. Um, when she first came to Warcraft, guarantee this now. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's one on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, um, Moulin. There's a French cooking company called Moulin X. So first time she was driving through Wolverhampton, she was like, Steve, where's this factory? Who keeps the insides for? Why is it so big here? <laughs> Didn't the Banjo's Panthers lad mention that on that podcast back in February? Possibly Moulin X, something like that. Possibly. Anyway, Wolves doing some uh, commemorative things this week um, about Monu's 125th birthday, so make sure you uh, tweet them um, at Official Wolves. Um, Scott Goldborn got Opera of the Season Award on Saturday before the Cardiff game. Ben, you were too drunk to come along. I went too drunk. <laughs> I just thought I'd reached the point where I should come. <laughs> Not socially just appropriate. Yeah. You're just staying on. Scott, I love you. <laughs> I thought, I, I've got a decision to make now. I can come to the ground and be hungover by kick-off. And be drunk talking to Goldborn or just stay in the pub. <laughs> uh, but yeah, me, Luke, and John Bob went along. He was uh, for the very brief, obviously, the brief chat we had with him because he was about to warm up. He was a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed, he seemed nice enough. Appreciative of the awards as well. I'm sure that was the one he always wanted. Didn't yeah, I, I campaign for him to win that? I think I did yeah, last year. Yeah. So. so you should have really oh, been yeah. there, shouldn't you? Yeah. I yeah, but I voted for you, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Thank me for this. But you know, I bet that's probably what he dreamed of. As a kid growing up, yeah. you know, before he even made it as a professional you footballer, to win, kids that to win that, the supporters podcast for the team you play for, player of the season. Yeah. Even when podcasts probably didn't even exist. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of built there with European Championships and World In, Cup. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to win an audio-based fanzine <laughs> um, supporters player of the year award. Yeah, that's my goal. No, Champions League, forget that. I'm, I'm, we've all had similar dreams like that when we were kids growing up to, yeah. to win a T-shirt. I remember that was the first, when I was kicking a ball against a wall. I was thinking one day I'm going to receive the majority vote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thanks very much, Scott Goldborn, uh, for uh, picking up our award. And the will we will be doing a, an inter- a video interview with him um, this week, which will be on our YouTube account in the next few days. Uh, finally, liking the new theme tune. To we the have podcast. a review card. We are going to. There are more important sense. things. Okay. <laughs> now, theme tune. Yeah, that's strange. Like went for finally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, theme tune. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, is it still news? Yes, it's still news. It's got on from it today, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I said there's a lot to talk about this All week. Right. Well, I was pumped at the start. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, theme tune. Good. Yeah. Yes. It's really good, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really into that sort of music, but it's quite oh. a nice ring to it. And it's um, that song is by uh, a band called Burn Down Rydell. Uh, you can get the song, which the, the theme tune is from, uh, Fight, from iTunes, and you can find them on Twitter, at Burn Rydell. That's the end of the news bit. But, do you know where we've like, been dropping sort of plugs in and stuff? You know, Here and there. Like Sony, 
yeah. and, and, and Apple and stuff. Football manager. And, in yeah. helping to get free stuff. Yeah. Do you think they'll give us tickets to a gig? They might do. You never know. I would say if you're listening, but they're probably not. You just, so. <laughs> you just said it's not your type of music. You just want something free. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the end of the news bit. A Mark Hudson own goal gave Wolves a much-deserved 1-0 win at the weekend against Cardiff in what was a fantastic performance. Um, a win thoroughly deserved. That first half, probably some of the best football I've seen down in Molyneux. I know I've said that a few times now, but I think that has got to the top. Yeah, I think I'll try class it as I think first half was about sixty nine percent possession, overall sixty seven percent. I I can't remember the last time I've seen Wolves keep the ball that well. Mm. And it was say it wasn't just we kept it along the back four and stuff like that. Just fantastic. We just passed it around so yeah, well. It was it was weird to watch. It's like it's what we've sort of been wanting Wolves to do for years. Yeah. It feels weird watching those golden black shirts playing yeah. such Passive. Positive, attractive, good, attractive we, football. You know, this football, I, I was saying, this football is as good as Swansea played and Southampton played at mm. similar points mm. in their development. Yeah, getting I, a bit eerie, isn't it? I genuinely think the football that we're playing now is as good as anyone could have hoped for. Yeah, I'd love it if we go forward in six months and we're doing terrible, and we we'll go, Ben, do you remember when you said that? <laughs> I'll, I'll still stick <laughs> where, where that. We just got route one. That, no, that ninety minutes. <laughs> If it never happens again, I'm happy to say that 90 minutes was better than Swansea. Done, said. Probably better than Barca. It's up there. Yeah. We have got the Scottish Zavi <laughs> and, the, and the Welsh Iniesta. But um, some of the passes, uh, through balls, Lee Evans once again. Some of them. Okay, some of the passes he had, a, he had a much better game. And it, um, it's what we picked up on after me, the Norwich yeah, game. Yeah, because Balls over the top was... Sort of aimless and yeah. just more like a hit and hold because he seemed like he was scared of of, yeah. of, of getting switch possession. Your play so but much better. the yeah, his pings and he was spraying the ball across the field like like he, he owned the place. Yeah. You know, he really played well. Cardiff were a much better side than Norwich. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was. You know, they, they it was a sterner test for the defence. Because they didn't really get tested against Norwich, really, did they? That was more negative than I expected. <coughs> Who, Cardiff? Yeah, much more negative than I thought they would be. Well, I, I think they tried I, to get I, us on the counter. That's why I think that was I like that first half with um, Lafondre and Maynard. I mean, I have that one chance in the first half where we just you say, completely caught us on the counter yeah. attack. Mm. Then they kind of realised that's the only tactic we've got. So they brought on Kenwin Jones and just. They, sort of they got back into it, didn't they? Second yeah, half. I was scared second, Se- half, second half. It was um, similar to Norwich. First half was complete domination from Wolves in both yeah, games. Second half, both Norwich and Cardiff <laughs> did get into the game a lot more. Whether that's because we chose to sit back a little bit or just because they got a rollicking off their managers, who knows? Um, but they did come into it, and there was some moments, you know, that side from Akimi off Kenwin Jones, oh, top draw, yeah. absolute yeah. top draw. Um, but at the same time, if you did break the the game down into two halves, Wolves, if you would have scored like a boxing match, Wolves would have won both yeah. both rounds. Did anyone yeah. watch the football league show? Uh huh. Did you see how one-sided the... Yeah, it was unbelievable. There was so much sort of one-sided coverage. Unbelievable. And Oliver Solskjaer, oh, we deserve to win. No, but the report... The report... Did you not... He didn't have a shot to make. Like, Alan, did you not watch the game? He didn't touch the ball. The way the reporter phrased the question as well was like, oh, Ollie, I bet you can't believe you've lost that one, can you? Like it was a real smashing grab. I know we're a bit biased about the game, but... We still had 70% possession. Yeah, we had more shots. We had yeah. more corners. Yeah. That's not a smash and grab if you have seventy percent no. possession. Yeah. No, I think I think obviously all the Wolves players had a fantastic game. So yeah. obviously somebody though who had such a terrible day on Saturday was Fabio De Silva. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he had to take on the man VLP. Either VLP was terrific or De Silva was bad, or was it just the combination both. of both? Yeah, Doherty had him about four times. Yeah, yeah. Doherty dropped a Doherty Doherty before he had that shot off the uh, I would have loved it if he, when uh, Doherty did the Megs, he just literally went, Megs! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, De Silva couldn't handle it, could Would it? Fabio have played against Ronaldo in training, do we think, at United? Was oh. they there at the same time? Yeah, yeah, they would have been, yeah. Because I mean, they've been there quite a while, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. brothers. I reckon they'd pass. I imagine that he thinks he's better than Ronaldo now after that 90 minutes. Who, VLP or Fabio? Fabio will be thinking VLP's better than Ronaldo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but oh, yeah. VLP again, that was the first time I really got to see him in a 90-minute match. And I I think, fantastic. The thing is, 
VLP is is starting to outshine Sacco. Mm. Which when you you know because we've not really been used to flair players at the Molyneux. As I was like saying to my mate, I think VLP is probably the first time I've seen a player do a step over in a wolf shirt at the Molyneux. We're just not used to mm. such flair and trickery and. You know, we've been lucky to have such a talented player in Saka for the last three years. Third season. Now, for the last three seasons. But VRP's coming. I think mm. he's sort of stealing his thunder. And, and Sacco's uh, slightly lost the excitement about his game now. He, I think when he started off, he did have what VLP had. And all of a sudden, it, but it has got... I, don't, I, I, think, I think VLP's got a lot more tricks in his I think what you said is, if the power carries on like he is, and teams start putting two men on him, and Sacco gets more room, that's when Sacco will yeah, come into his own. Yeah. 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 I think it's just going to flip between the two because at this point, Cardiff still were having two men on Sacco every time he got the ball. And Van Lepara was it, one-on-one with it Fabio. It took from a while to cotton yeah. on, didn't it? it took mm. himself. And when teams start just dedicating two players to him, then Saka's going to have... It's just going to switch all season. Yeah, get, I think teams are really going to struggle to double up on both wingers at the same time. But the, the thing is... Team, team, McDonald loads of space yeah, in the exactly. middle. Can... Teams are going to double up, and that could be a left-sided midfielder and, a, and the left-back, yeah. for example, on VLP. But then because our full-backs are bombing on exactly. so much as well, the teams just aren't going to be yeah. able to yeah. cope. We're going to win the Prem, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I think... As long as we can sort of keep up momentum and keep on the movement, because that's the thing. Like, if you've got, a, you know, someone being um, marked by two players, you need to have runners going off them to create, you know, the to use the extra space. So, I think that was the one sort of bit of a negative I took from the Cardiff games. You know, we were great at keeping the ball; it's fantastic, but we do need to try and work out a way to break down the defence mm. a little bit more. I think that's been mm. our problem for the last few years. Yeah. We just can't break people. I think that's, in some ways, why Solbakken failed with his football. Yeah. It's because we'd pass it out across the box and no one then would have an idea of what mm. to do with it then. I thought this defence was solid. I thought Steeman had a fantastic yeah. game. Yeah. Again, Steven, really, yeah. Especially apart, the first half. Yeah, apart from uh, for the Cameron Jones chance where mm. he got a bit lost under the ball. Um, yeah, he didn't put... I thought Goldborn was superb. Again. Yeah, definitely off the back of being awarded... The uh, yeah. season, yeah. Um, <laughs> I could see that, he had a spring of his step, couldn't you? All going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm doing his <laughs> You can just see him smile, you? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody, the only if I'm being nitpicky once again, the only fault, well, I could probably think of more, but the one that's most prominent in my mind was Jacobs when he came on, yeah. yeah. He, he did seem to get a bit lost in the game. He looks extremely thought, off the page. I thought Dicko, I didn't think he had a bad game. I just think he got lost within the I'm game. Still, I don't, I don't I, actually I just, remember times when he touched the ball. Just I just think he was dropping too deep and, and yeah. pulling wide too much to try and get involved. And it's like, well, Dicko, let VLP, Sacco and Edwards do that mm. dirty work. We need yeah. you to stay up yeah. and, and get in the box. Because yeah. I think that might be our problem. Dicko is spending so much time drifting around those areas. Mm. Uh, we're missing opportunities when he should be in the box Cause, because yeah. he's there were times deep. where Wolves were trying to play it onto the wing and there was four college defenders and Edwards I was like if you're going to cross that ball in you obviously got such a less chance he dickos in there yeah. you got mm. so yeah that, and I think that's what we're going to need I, I think that's been our problem for mm. most of the games this season we're just not getting the, the bodies mm. in the box we had an unlucky break against Rotherham and I looked, yeah. went to our side with that goal because I'm presuming it was going wide, McDonald's. It, it, was was it wasn't even reaching the goal. No, no. I, I don't even think it was a shot, was it? it I was thought just... he was trying to uh, clip it in yeah, for yeah. Dicko in behind. Yeah. It's but always going to be a Hollywood ball at best. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, yeah. it, it certainly it weren't one where you think, oh, this might have gone in anywhere. It was yeah. weren't close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it was a good finish, to be fair to it. Oh, yeah, past finish. finish. Yeah, it was Alan Smith-esque from... Uh, it was no less than what we deserved anyway. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you've got a ride you look in football, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? it when against us against Rotherham, yeah. went for us against Cardiff. Uh, just to finish off the Cardiff bit then, uh, what's a Cardiff City fans view of the game? Here's a view from the Ninan podcast to tell us more. I wasn't surprised that you beat us at Molyneux because I think you as a team are going to surprise a lot of people this year you've got some very good players and a good manager behind you and the way you play football I think is set up for the championship but I was disappointed with the manner in which we conceded the winning goal I mean 
it was a pretty pretty nothing shot that, that Hudson deflected past David Marshall and I think that considering we've been solid for most of the game it showed a kind of tiredness and carelessness to make a mistake like that. I think we had the best chances although we didn't have much of the possession. I think the stats show that we only had 33% of the possession which is utterly ridiculous really in a game where we're set up as an attacking side and I think Kenwin Jones had probably the best chance of the game and if we'd scored that it probably would have been a different story because I think we might have held out to win but as it was you took all three points which I think was a fair reflection on, on the game. You had more shots, you had more shots on target, you had more shots on us although less on target and I think you, you played some good football. I think it's interesting to note that it was the first, your first win against Cardiff since 2008. I mean, we've had a bit of a hoodoo over you in terms of games at Cardiff. I haven't beaten you in the, the FA Cup early on in the rounds and then in the league. We've, we've never seemed to lose against you. And I think that it will set us back confidence-wise, but we're, we're still on the, the edges of the playoffs. And I think you guys are, are well-placed in fourth. I think it's it's going to be a long season for both sides. I think both teams will be fighting for the playoffs come the end of the season. I just think it's it's a case of, of who can beat each other over the season and, and you beating us so early on will give you guys a good psycho- psychological edge going into the rest of the season. Uh, thanks for the guys from The View from the Dinner Podcast for giving us a few views of the Cardiff game. Four games in the gents, we've reached that kind of milestone after the three relegated Premier League teams. Nine points out of 12, fourth in the league. Were you expecting to beat this stage? With such good football as well. No. I was I was expecting about four points if I'm being honest, or six if six yeah. if we was mm. I was I was hopeful that if we beat Norwich that we'd be on a similar points tally to that we're on. Just mm. because you see momentum just carries teams through this early because we've been winning so many games of football last year. We almost don't know how to lose. Yeah, it, mm. whereas teams like Fulham can't remember how to win a game. We've can't remember how to lose one. Yeah, and then we remembered, and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but did you see the stats somebody put on Twitter? Was it yesterday? We haven't lost at home in two hundred and fifty-seven yeah. days. Really? Yeah, twenty-two million was seconds the, was <laughs> <laughs> since we've lost, lost so at home. So, uh, lost, so Lee Thompson start, goes up the bar on the stats. Oh, that, I'm not taking no credit for that. That was just. Wolves babble on Twitter. Wolf something. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. stat. Yeah, Stacking. Yeah, yeah. Get him on the show. Yeah. But three nine points against all three Premier League teams yeah. from a team that have come up from League One who in you know, we didn't know how really we were gonna start this season against these teams. It was the benchmark and we've we've walked all over them. Really. I just come May, how many teams will be able to say they took nine points mm. off the first three games the uh, It is it is the best time to play them, but we have still beat all three. So yeah. but you still gotta beat them. I yeah. mean you look at Norwich since they've lost to us. Yeah. They've been flying. They've won, whatever won, 3 1, 3 0, and 1 0 in the local yeah, derby. They've got that. Superb. Yeah, Who have they beat? Did they beat Paul? No. They beat Blackburn, I think. Blackburn, yeah. which, you know, they're a decent championship team now. Won a local derby away from home, which is mm. always tricky. I can't remember the other team they've beat, but. McCarthy's not very good in derbies, is he? No, it's terrible. It's awful. It's terrible. So it would be buggered if he goes to um, Crystal Palace with all them London derbies. I think they'd be buggered if he goes there. Either <laughs> yeah. Way. Yeah. No, we've started off well and we're playing really great football, but is there an air of complacency now? Could we get a bit cocky in the fact oh, that we've got And amongst fans as well, you know, if Wolves say lose oh, yeah. to Blackburn and everyone turns, they're a bit like, well, hang on a second, we were singing everyone's praises last week, now we're going completely against we are, everyone. We are going to go on a bad run. There's almost no... Well, that, we're not good enough yeah. to get 90 points well, in this division, we, which means we are going to have... Yeah. We're going to go through months... We might go a month without winning a game. We've got to prepare for that, though. We've got to yeah, realise yeah. that that is realistic. It's hard to prepare for it, though, once you've been doing for a full, yeah. full calendar year now without realising yeah. what it's like I think to it's, lose. Yeah, I think it's helpful that there are still things we need to improve on. So, it's you know, you say we've won 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. You know, we need to score more goals. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. You know, be surprised if we manage to win every other game this season one nil. You know, we need to learn how to come back from behind. So, I'm not worried about us being complacent as such. Um, I don't think it's been that good a start where you'd think. Yeah, there's nothing I we don't do. think we've. I think we've done very well, but I don't think we've blown teams away. Yeah. So I mean, you look at Forest. They've been smashing it, to be fair, haven't yeah. they? And their fans that a lot. Some of them think they've won the league already. 
I think I'll be up there if I'm being honest. I think I've got a decent squad now, but I just don't think. I know it's really early, but I just don't see there being a team that are going to run away with it. I just don't think there's anyone that's that good. I think it's going to be about literally about ten teams Mm -hmm. that are going to be that are going to be fighting out. Yeah, yeah. I don't see there being a Cardiff that are going to win the league by ten points or Leicester like last year. I just don't. I just don't see it. Nah, it's going to be tight. Q Forest scoring 112 points. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think you, you, you never know, know. There might be a team like Norwich who, even though they lost to us on the opening day, will get their act together and, you know. Well, you know, now they've realised how to win a game. Yeah, exactly. It's not like they've got the worst squad in the world, Norwich. They've still got some very good players. Yeah. So they, I think it, they've got a, they'll be up there in the top six or eight, mm. won't they, Norwich? I'd imagine. <laughs> So on Saturday, uh, on the 125th anniversary of Molyneux, Wolves take on Blackburn. Uh, their record so far this season, loss one, loss one. They're 10th in the league. They seem to be a bit more settled now, don't they, with their kind of chairman and the Venkies and the yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and if they can turn down like 15 million, yeah. or 10 million, whatever, with Richard Jordan Rouse, then they must be in a better financial position there. And... Do we know anything else about Blackburn apart from Jordan Rhodes? Tom Carney seems a decent player. Um, played for Hull, I think, beforehand. I'm not sure. Yeah, he scored their goal, didn't he, he on the scored, opening uh, yeah, he's And he set two up off week. set pieces last week, two corners. Yeah, he seems a good uh, good player. He's Grant Hanley, who's... Do you not write him? No, I think he's a big lump. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely think it's... a hat trick for There's no point saying I'm on the fence. There's a message under his shirt. <laughs> Screw you, Ben. <laughs> Sorry, That'd be good exposure, though. I've still got David Dunn, haven't they? Yeah. From, I watched them on the opening night. They played Cardiff, didn't they, on telly? First game of the season. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't overly impressed with them. I think they're, they're a good side. Yeah, like, they're going to be around the playoffs, but I certainly don't think... These are the sort of games where we need to make harm advantage yeah. mm. against teams like Blackburn. These are 50-50 prob- games. Yeah. When we go to Ewood Park, you'd say, if we get a point, it's a good result. But they... There's, they're the favourites to win the game yeah. and we've got to be the favourites mm. at home and we've got to yeah. win all these games. So you'd probably put it, say, 60% in Wolves' favour, 40 Blackburn, away from home, reverse 60% yeah. Blackburn, yeah. 40 Wolves. I think that's probably our level. We may yeah. well be above that level come May, yeah. but I think from our expectations, I would put us Is around... Blackburn, Blackburn Reading, yeah. Watford... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think most Wolves fans would be fairly happy with that, wouldn't they? I, mean, yeah. I think so, if we finish ahead of Blackburn, we've had a good season. Yeah. So, Q Blackburn finishing 23rd, <laughs> Could have had a stinker to knock. <laughs> um, same team for Saturday, do you think? I can't see him changing it. Unless he brings Savile in. Yeah. Because there's not element that these players are going to start getting tired at all? Do you need Special to be tired? Special they shouldn't get tired. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in August. Week, yeah. August <laughs> and they've had a week in between the last two games. Yeah, yeah, I think, yes. Um, I think it's if you get as a play if you can get I think about 72 hours rest in between each game you should be fine for the next one there's but, his, there's but, his that's four, four, sorry, yeah, from the University of Wolverhampton that is Avarice with oh, no. <laughs> not actually but I think we should be okay I mean on the other hand I don't feel we need, need to drop any players I know I was slightly critical of Evans a few weeks ago but I said you know he turned it around at Fulham and played well at the weekend as well so I think it would be harsh to drop anyone straight away it would be Savile on the bench I would have thought then. yeah yeah, because yeah. we didn't have any sentiments on the bench did we predictions then for Saturday Ben let's start with you 2-1 uh, I'd like to see us concede and see how we react I wouldn't like to see us concede <laughs> but I, I want to see how we react if is we do like concede ma- is it a masochist is that the word I don't know well, well, you, you, know how, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know how in Wolves games that most of us most of them give, give us quite on, a, on edge and we get sweaty palms I think he does that for a thrill yeah he goes, he goes so in. what's your favourite moments oh yeah when we got relegated <laughs> oh what was it <laughs> when we lost 6-0 when we lost 6-0 oh can we concede yeah but it's boring it's boring to say what was your favourite moment when we got promoted dripping Obviously, candle wax off his yeah, hey, don't ones. get wrong it's a bit different but yeah. still my prediction 6-0 Wolves <laughs> uh, Richard your predictions um, please if, uh, I reckon 2-0 I think yeah then I think if we get a new striker in as well Four now. Yeah, four now. Well, yeah. point. But yeah, I reckon we should be able to beat them. I know they're a decent enough team, but yeah, I reckon we should turn them over. Do you want me to go first this week? 
Because last week you complained yeah, that. Yeah, go on. Uh, two 0 to Wolves, I think. Um, yeah. Um, Kane Max going to score. He's going to acknowledge that uh, Scotland cap. I'll say three one, Dico Brace. Dico Brace. Um, just the final point. Um, Ricketts. Everyone's gone quite on with Ricketts now. He's been in the team for four games. Yeah. But obviously the the capital capital game. But you know, no one's saying oh. What about Ricketts? But he, sh- he shouldn't be in the side at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I don't no. think. I don't think. But there's club any... club captain Danny Barth's been captain now, isn't he? Yeah. Doing a good job. He Ricketts... doesn't come across like he would be the kind of player that's no. going to kick his kick up his boss. Yeah. Really. No, I'm not saying. But it's it's funny how he was our kind of leader last a, season, yeah. and now all of a sudden it's almost like I wonder whether there's a, there's always been a natural changing of the guard at pre- this point because there was no indication pre-season that he wasn't going to be starting because that was one of the surprise. Yeah. Exits at Norwich. I just a thought. Yeah, wonder well, how long it'll continue. My sort, I kind of wrote a little bit about something about who should play right back about over, you know, about Doherty and Ricketts. And I think the main, when I was chatting to people around me, they said, oh yeah, but Norwich have got quick wingers. So, so you play Doherty because he's quicker. Which is fair enough. But wingers are always going to be quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't think of any particular wingers who aren't going to get you know show you a clean so like you won't put John Park in wide right would you <laughs> yeah. really? so like what you know by that sort of logic who can Ricketts actually play against but by that logic nobody <laughs> yeah. so that's what I said I say we've decided to terminate your contract thanks very much yeah you've just found out that all wingers are really fast can't you run 100 metres in less than 11 seconds no get out and um, that's where we'll leave it. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, uh, Facebook Wolves Football Fancast Show, and like and email Wolves Football Fancast Show at gmail.com. All our latest blogs from people like Ben and Richard, of course, at uh, Wolves Football Fancast.wordpress.com. Uh, back next week to review that game against Blackburn, and then it's the international break. And we're off for another week. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you want to listen to another podcast, check out our podcast Extra uh, with um, award winning author and journalist Michael Calvin. Um, by going on SoundCloud and iTunes as well. Uh, so for this week, it's bye from Statman Richard. Ta-ra. Uh, bye from Ben. Bye. Bye from Luke. See you later. And it's bye from me. See you next week. <laughs>